everyone, and welcome to episode. Uh, you know what? I don't even know what episode we're on. That's probably <laughs> probably something I should have figured out before doing this. I'm pretty sure we're on episode 77. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why everything in my in my paperwork says 76. All right, well it's 77 now, guys. <laughs> uh, we we just fixed it. Listen, we can make it whatever we wanted. We could say episode 234. Yeah, I guess you're right. But <laughs> welcome to episode 77 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. And thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we played or watched a month. My name is Barry, and this week is the return of my faithful co-host. Yes, my name is Craig, and I am back after a week off. Back in the swing and of things. It- Hopefully I'm not too rusty. Yeah, I don't think you'll be rusty. I come back after what, like three? You'll you'll yep. probably be just fine. Yeah. But Craig's back, and we're gonna get straight into it. And with everything in, with everything going on this week, we we're gonna have to. And let's go ahead and start with the segment that never misses the show: news. <laughs> yes, highly uh, hotly anticipated news. Exactly. <laughs> so what I first wanted, and it was kind of more to deal with you, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any opinions on the PlayStation showcase that was showed up last week? Yeah, since I mean, you guys talked about it, but um, I, of course, am excited about God of War. I think that's a given. I think everybody's excited, super excited for Spider-Man, even though that's two years off. Um, but the biggest shocker, surprise, I don't know what you want to call it or the show for me was Knights of the Old Republic getting announced. Um, that's a game that is very near and dear to me played it a lot growing up um i usually end up playing at least some of it on my computer at least once a year so that's a big one it's also big to me that it's only coming to playstation as of right now i don't know how long the exclusivity is but that was a huge one i'm sure that's probably still a long ways off but i'm i was super excited for that yeah uh, knights of kotar like i have no idea of really what all of that is going to be. I never really played uh, Knights of the Old Republic at all, but I'm happy for those people that are getting it. I just want to see how different it is, I guess, compared to what everybody else knows that game to be, because that game had like powers and cooldowns. It was really more like a like a general PC game. I wonder if this like this way they're going to go for more action type stuff where it's more like Jedi Fallen Order type of um combat rather than uh, traditional what it yeah i think it'll i think it'll be fine on console i mean it's bioware it's like you know you know it reminds you a lot of mass effect you make your decisions and that bases your character you know on how you respond to certain situations whether you're uh you know the light side or dark side um but yeah it's it's both games were great um they just don't look very good anymore so as long as they're polishing up the looks which i'm sure they are it's going to be great for a lot of people to be able to experience for the first time. I would agree. Well, Craig, there are your opinions. They're out in the world and can't take them back now. Also, I'm excited to play through Uncharted 4 again. I don't even yeah, though I, I don't I don't really know what a remaster means because it already looked pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have just dropped like a 4K 60 frames a second, like update, yeah. like how they did with horizon zero dawn and -hmm. every and the other games that they've been doing that with but you know that was one of the things i was actually the most excited for um i never played lost odyssey and i have a feeling this very package deal of both those games was kind of the perfect way to just jump right into both of them at this point yeah i've always like i always toy with playing through the uncharted series again and every time i do you play that first one and you're like oh man this game was not very good um, but two on is always good. And I haven't played uncharted four since it came out and also lost legacy. I played that and beat it right away when it came out. So it's been a little bit of time. I'm more than happy to go back into those. And hopefully this means that they're working on, I would take another one, even if they're using Nathan's daughter instead of him, I'd be okay with that. Or some sort of prequel thing to follow yeah. the movie that's coming out with Tom Holland. I keep forgetting uh, yeah. that's coming out. <laughs> Same here. Uh, it just actually just popped into my mind where yeah. you know, maybe maybe instead of going into the future, it's, it goes into the past. But we'll see what happens. You know, Uncharted yeah. has always sold, and it's one of the best like movie-type game experiences that you know we've, we've gotten to go through. So 
hopefully they yeah. just keep the same magic that that game continues to have. Yeah. Um, so we got some going off of more news, rumors, whatever you want to call it. We got some NCAA football rumors um, that you and I talked a little bit, not on the podcast, but so everybody else can hear it. Um, these are just rumors. They're not confirmed, but they're looking at supposedly a July 2023 release, um, which is a little bit farther than I thought. I thought we may get it next year, but doesn't look like it. Um, it looks like a heavy emphasis on uh, Ultimate Team, which I'm not a huge fan of, uh, and that they're also trying to license music for um, different stadiums that have different traditions. Um off the top of my head, I can think of Virginia Tech playing uh, Enter Sandman from Metallica. Um, for us here at you know Penn State, maybe Sweet Caroline or something like that. Um, but if they can get all those, that'll really help the experience. Um, me personally, even if they're going to use the same engine that Madden does, which I'm assuming they're going to do, I don't think they're going to build it from scratch. That'll be fine. Um, but I really have no interest whatsoever in Ultimate Team. And they also said, according to the rumors, that there's no plan for a single, you know, like a single player campaign experience, like a be a legend or campus legend mode as of yet. Darn it. I just wanted to be a campus legend and party all week and <laughs> take the fun. easiest but classes. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. take the easiest uh, take the easiest major like I did and. And then just end up becoming a football hero in your in your school. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I hope that uh, if they're omitting this like story mode thing, that they're at least going to make like the be a coach of like pretty expansive, like just mm -hmm. how the old games were with like the scouting and the like the potential signing of new athletes in a way or recruiting yep. them, I should say. And, you know, you mentioned that they're going to be like taking like different songs from different stadiums, trying to get those music rights. I'm just wondering, like, is, is that something like with Wisconsin, like would they do jump around, I think at the end of yep. like the third quarter that was mentioned. Not, like, yeah. Yeah, whether or not like that specific tradition at the end of the third quarter, you can watch it or you can skip it. Yeah, like if it shows every time, you're probably going to start skipping it just because, you know, you're trying trying to play the game. Yeah, it would almost well, and I think it would make me want to like, obviously, every time a college football game would come out, I would obviously pick Penn State and I would do a franchise mode and you'd win like a million national championships. But after that, then you start going into like, all right, what's the worst team I can take and try to make them a champion? Um, but if they're mm -hmm. doing all these different like traditions, it would make me want to play as more different teams just to hear them all. So it might, you know, not force you, but encourage you to try out teams that you normally wouldn't. Whereas like with Madden, I just stick with my team and that's pretty much it. I don't really touch any yeah, other exactly. teams. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I've, you know, have being a 2023 release date is a lot later than I expected. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we mentioned before they they need to get this game right. So I'm I'm OK with them taking their time with this stuff. And yeah. I imagine the NIL agreement, there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through um, because like the the like the face scanning stuff that like the Madden and all the sports games do now, that's probably a lot to do. Like that would be a lot on the system that uh, they're currently on. Imagine trying to get like all of the big colleges, like colleges yeah. have so many more players than NFL teams do. Uh, and, you know, yeah, you could get the starters, but then there's also all the backup players and all the, and all the freshmen and all the sophomore. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of insane to think about how, how much the face scanning probably isn't going to be a thing. Hopefully they just look close to their real life counterparts. Yeah, I feel like maybe because even with Madden, I feel like they don't scan every player on an NFL team. At least it doesn't look like it. So maybe they, no, they do, do just Trace McSorley, right? <laughs> like Trace McSorley looks terrible. Yeah. So maybe they just do the starters, you know, for each team. And that's it to, to begin with. Um, and then everybody else is just like your random generated whatever. But. I just it'd be crazy for them to go to every campus and scan every player on every team. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. 
but yeah, that's 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 where we're gonna leave off with the NCAA. Uh, there are speaking of the rumor train, we're just gonna continue to hop right on it. There mm-hmm. are rumors that Quadratic's dream, the uh, Quadratic Dreams next game is going to be a Star Wars game, and you know we talked a little bit about uh, Knights of the Old Republic, but I, I have a feeling like Quad, uh, Quadratic Dream kind of gets a lot of hate for their games that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like every first playthrough I've done of the games have always been a lot of fun. Like it's always enjoyable. I I do tend to not play. You know I didn't play. Detroit Become Human like four different times. I played it like twice and I was like, okay, that's enough. I don't need to get all of the different endings. It wasn't for me. Yeah. But like what would be nice about a Star Wars game is they're playing with an IP that's, you know, fairly beloved, depending on who you ask. And not only like do your decisions can maybe like weigh on what's going on in the game, but it also can probably determine whether or not you go the way of the Sith or the or the Jedi. Yeah. Um, you know, midway through the game. I, I just think it's a cool idea. And uh, hopefully these rumors are true. I I liked their games and I hope that they continue to make. Them. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm always down for more Star Wars games. Um, you know, if that'd be an interesting way to do a Star Wars game. It's almost like doing a telltale Star Wars game, kind of a little bit more control yeah, yeah. than you would normally get. But I, I mean, I'm interested to see what they're working on. I feel like there's every time I get excited for a Star Wars game, it ends up getting canceled, though, so I won't get too excited yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably probably safe and smart idea. Yeah. Um, so if we want to hop over to uh, Activision, um, I'm not going to go yeah. into the craziness that much, but uh, there was an interview with the developers who did the Diablo 2 remaster, which isn't technically Activision. It's another company. Um, and I thought it was very good that they asked them, you know, what do you say to people who feel like they should boycott this game because of everything going on? And their response was, you know, you do what feels right to you. Um, But it made me think a little bit that you do have to kind of think about, you know, if you, if I don't buy this game, right. And I boycott this game because of everything going on with Activision um, that directly can affect the developers who had nothing to do with the allegations and everything that was proven um, and could potentially mean that they end up losing their jobs um, yep. just because if it doesn't sell well, then Activision could be like, oh, well, that didn't do well. Obviously, we don't need you guys. So see you later. Um, we're not going to use you anymore. So it is kind of an interesting situation, but I appreciate them at least coming out and being like, you know, do what feels right to you, regardless of how it affects us. So it was a good answer for them. Yeah, and like speaking of Blizzard Activision, like the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, the Security and uh, something Trade Commissions or something like that, is now going to be also investigating Blizzard with the CEO, uh, Bobby yeah. Kotick, has been subpoenaed. So, like, just to add more onto it, like, you know, it's it, that's what Craig said is exactly right. Do and what they said is right. Do what you feel is right. Um, yeah, I will say boycotting the game isn't necessarily going to keep like it's it may have people lose their jobs that don't necessarily deserve to um you you kind of have to hope that the american you know judging system here of court system is going to punish the people involved and hopefully the game developers who hopefully had nothing to do with all of the issues that they had um get to stay and get to keep their jobs as long as the game um, yeah. Diablo 2, I know, is like a very favored Diablo among mm-hmm. uh, among the community. And if you if you have any interest in Diablo, you should support the game and support the game developer. And you can you can have it. So, you know, you can have your game and not have to feel, I think, dirty about it. I think. I think that's yeah. What, you know, yeah. I mean, on a side note with the game, because I have been up in the air after playing the beta. I know I talked about it before. Um, I did, I was talking to, uh, a friend of mine yesterday and somebody who has played a ton of Diablo three, we both played Diablo two together a bunch growing up. Um, and his, you know, sentiments were kind of the same as mine with it. Like going back to it after playing Diablo three and everything they added and seeing how archaic Diablo two was, um, I don't know that it's something I'm gonna want to play a bunch of when you have the better option, which is Diablo three um, sitting right there. So I'm still up in the air about it. Um, part of me says just for nostalgia purposes, just to play through it maybe once again. 
but man, it's, it's rough playing through and, and only having, you know, uh, especially on PC, I think it's like your left and right mouse click, and then you have your potions and that's it where you're used to Diablo three, where you're doing a million things at once. So, I mean, if you haven't played it before, I don't think you're going to enjoy it. I, I really don't. Yeah. I have no idea. I've for yeah. me, it's a matter of I've never played the Diablo series other than what I played a little bit of three of. So Diablo. Two yeah. A couple other smaller news stories I did want to add into this. Uh, if you're interested, there are Among Us costumes. So don't ask me why. <laughs> um, they're varied in different colors. Did I think about getting one? Yes. Am I going to get one? Probably not. Uh, but it, it is funny how kind of mailed in they look like. It just looks like a those inflatable suits that people get. And it's literally like a a color that you pick and a clear screen showing who you are inside. It's kind of it's kind of funny how mailed in they look in poor quality. <laughs> but it's it, it's funny to see of. Uh, that among us, you know, last year's gaming phenomenon in a lot of ways is now of a Halloween costume. Am I uh, naive or like I don't hear anybody talk about that game anymore? Like, are people still playing it a bunch? I still think people are playing it, especially amongst friends. Um, OK, only because like the game is free and mm-hmm. it well, it was free and it's really cheap. Uh, I still think I still think people play it. I think I hear more about Fall Guys than I no sorry Among Us than I do about Fall Guys. Yeah. So Fall Fall Guys is the other one. Like I, at least to me, like they both seem to kind of die off. And I know Among Us is coming to console soon. Like there's a physical version, but I don't know. I I never really got that into it. Just like Fall Guys, and they both seem to just kind of poof out of existence. But maybe there is still a big following there. Yeah, I definitely think it's popular among kids. I definitely think okay. like for for me and you who are, you know, drowned in games like every yeah. two months where the uh, kids, you know, they really can't play the new Call of Duty or they're too young to do it. So Fall Guys and something like Among Us isn't necessarily incredibly violent. Right. They, they have yeah. that. Um, uh, last piece. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say Battlefield 2042 is delayed by just a month. It still should be coming out. Remember, but uh you know it's something something worthy about talking about and with delay season you know i'm i am a-okay with a month of delay it's not gonna hurt the game that much so which one comes out first now call of duty or battlefield is it call of duty now yeah call of duty call of duty i'm pretty sure hmm. okay i really think that battlefield is going to sell a lot more than call of duty this year personally it's a good take it's a good yeah. take I just think everybody's, especially after Cold War, I think everybody's kind of burnt out. Um, if, you know, for me playing the the beta, um, I don't know. I just think everybody's ready for Battlefield this year. Yeah. Yeah. What was your last news story then? Um, just the last one was a real quick one that I literally just saw. There's apparently a new Switch controller coming. Um, no information whatsoever on it because Nintendo's being extremely tight-lipped about it but there's some sort of new controller coming that's it. <laughs> it yeah if it's anything like the new like if it's anything like their pro controller uh mm-hmm. the pro controller is a really good controller yeah um and much like how xbox is a series two maybe this is going to be their version two of the that pro could controller. be it plus you don't uh, want to count out that uh bluetooth is supported now for audio right on the switch yes it, yep yep that's a big big deal yeah, it it that was actually one of the news stories I was going to mention. Like, it's nice <laughs> that you can connect like, you know, a regular old pair of headphones to it. Finally, yeah. um, I'd be interested to see, like, if there's really any sound difference between something like my like the high quality Sony headphones or, you know, some cheap plugged in ones. So I'll have to see. I'll have to see what the difference is. Yeah, that popped in when I was on vacation. I was like, oh, I can use my uh, AirPods now for my exactly. switch. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. It's so much more convenient. It was mm-hmm. it, they should they should have done that a long time ago. But yeah, you know, for sure. Nintendo is always last to the party for almost everything. All right. And then a couple of small things by me is Kingdom Hearts PC mods are next level. Uh, this I just found this in my recommended on YouTube. And there is something called Project Equinox. And I thought it was like official like Kingdom Hearts stuff. But there is a community of people for Kingdom Hearts 3 that are making Riku a fully playable character oh, throughout wow. the entire mode. 
and he has his own different combos. He has his own different like forms and everything. Like I had no idea this was happening. And like I looked at this and I went, crap, I want Kingdom Hearts 3 on my PC now. <laughs> uh, because after diving into it, there's a lot of stuff that people have made for Kingdom Hearts 3 in the mods community genuinely like doing a really good job about supporting the game and whether it's making quality of life improvements or making characters like Riku and Aqua fully playable throughout the entire game. I think that's just really cool. And it's also really cool that Square Enix isn't tearing them right down. So uh, that's just something small I wanted to mention for anybody else who's a Kingdom Hearts nut like I am. Yeah, it's one thing I miss about playing mostly on console is I miss the the mod community for games because there's really cool, really cool stuff. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog sealed copy sells for 400, uh, sorry, $430,000 and 500 or four, 400. Man, I've my number <laughs> game is just absolutely <laughs> terrible. I'm going to round it up to 450,000. There we go. That. Sonic 1, like for Sega? Yeah, yep. (laughs) Um, Okay. You know, uh, Craig and I talk about this a lot off camera, but like Mm -hmm. gaming collecting has now suddenly become this crazy thing where people need to have and spend on games that probably they're spending too much for. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, it's like the same thing with trading cards last year where, you know, nobody could find trading cards, so they the prices of them skyrocketed. Now, video games, it's also the same thing where old video games, if you have if you happen to keep them, which if you do, you might just want to hold on to them because they're going to be worth money. But uh, about four hundred fifty thousand dollars is a nice price tag for a Sonic sealed copy. That's such a common game. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why did it sell that much? We have no idea. But I guess there was just one person that said, I have to have this game. And it was sealed and graded. And I guess like grading right now is like, I guess what matters most to people, which is just why it's so stupid. But, you know, I just I just felt the need to share this really, really weird news story. Listen, if anybody wants two very good condition Sonic 2 for Sega, I mean, I could sell both of them for, you know, a mere 10 grand. if Somebody wants them. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never find a better deal anywhere. Right. Exactly. <laughs> At this point, you won't. Yep. <laughs> and my final news story is I was looking up new stuff at The Verge, and The Verge conducted an experiment to find the slowest M.2 drive that works with the PS5 just to see how, like, uh, the read times actually matter. And it turns out is the slowest M.2 drive uh, ran about the same quality as a, or ran the same load times as the nicer ones that are more expensive. So okay. if you want to see more about the article, they have like a great timesheet of, you know, how, uh, how long games took to load and everything like that. But overall, I found it really informative and awesome. And now I'm thinking I don't have to buy the most expensive M.2 drive to expand my, uh, my console's storage. And that makes me happy. And I am. Yeah, happy. that's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've I thought it would have mattered like you think it would, but it apparently mm-hmm. it doesn't with the with it as long as it's the Gen 4 M.2 compatible it even the slowest one that's by like, a you know, this one they said, I think was about 4000 uh, write speed and okay. the ones they were twet- testing were about like 5000. So 5000 is a pretty uh, a thousand difference could be a big deal, especially per second. But they did they say very similar. did they say the price range? Like between the lowest and the highest? Uh, there was I'm a link curious. for it. I didn't see okay. it. Uh, okay. There was a link for it. I didn't see it. But, um, you know, the lowest ones right now are going for, you know, 100, 150 bucks to some of the highest one terabyte that goes for about 250. So okay. I expect that slowest one to and the cheaper one to be in that sort of 100, $150 range. But yeah, that was a worthwhile like experiment. And it's it's pretty cool. I'll probably leave a description for it underneath the uh, description for this podcast. Cool. So you can check it out if you want to. But that's going to be it for news. And with that, we're going to head into games, which for me this week, uh, I didn't get to play too many games because the last weekend was whiteout weekend. So all <laughs> I did was uh, tailgate football and more football. Uh, 
but okay. I did finally get my Tales of Arise collector's edition, so I have been able to play Tales of Arise. I didn't get to Canna Bridge of Spirits came out today. Yeah. I hadn't had time really to play it yet. So expect the expect that for next podcast. Which from what I was reading today, it seems like it's getting very good reviews. Like extremely yeah, I'm, good. I'm excited. Yeah. For, yeah, I'm excited for uh to play Kenna. And uh I just I hope this sells well. Like technically it's an indie game. But the the kind of money it looks like Sony put into it, it kind of looks like it got more bigger funding than most indie games do. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to play it because a lot of people have been comparing it to old Zeldas, and I am hundred and like forty percent with it. So ho- hopefully it is like that. But what did you end up playing on your on your week off here? <laughs> I mean, the week off I didn't play a whole lot. Um, you know, yeah. being down in running and around amusement parks all day. And then when you get back to the hotel room, you're too tired to really do anything. Um, but I ended up playing a bunch when I got home. So, uh, I played some, uh, origami two. Um, I okay. had the, the call of duty Vanguard beta, which was actual like team death match and kill confirmed, uh, NBA two K, uh, I am fish and the rustler. So I was busy when I got back. I was about to say, it sounds like you're doing more work <laughs> than I am at this point. <laughs> I was trying to catch uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. But uh, let's go ahead and start off with a couple of yours. Uh, sure. Wherever you want to start works with me. Uh, I played NBA, so I can talk about NBA. All right, we can do NBA. Um, okay. The yearly NBA where I expect little to nothing, and that way I don't get too disappointed. Um, I did buy it on the <laughs> – I bought it on the PlayStation 5 this year instead of the Xbox. I wanted to switch it up just because I realized that I own literally zero physical games for the PlayStation 5 yet. So mm-hmm. I did go for that. Um, and I also wanted to do like the the trigger feedback and all that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I've is. been playing playing nothing but the, uh, you know, creative player mode here. And I will say that they changed it a lot from last year, which is literally, I think, the only thing I wanted and I asked for before this came out. Um, I'm having a good time with it. It's still a grind. It's still once your money. Um it's not like you can't play it without putting more money into it, but it's extremely hard. It's always been that way. Um, but they did switch it up to a, it's almost like an MMO quest style system where you just pull up your menu and it has all the quests that you can do. There's like your main story ones. There's the dailies, all that stuff. And I, I find that extremely fun. Um, I enjoy the ability to choose whether you want to go to straight to the NBA, you can go to college or you can go to the D league and there's pros and cons for all of them. Um, but I've been having a ton of fun. The, you know, I always enjoy the cutscenes because they're usually pretty cheesy. Um, I know they yeah. get ragged on a lot, but I think they're pretty cool. And the gameplay is still good. The presentation is even better than last year. So I think they did a really good job this year. You're my, critique against it is always just going to be the pay to win but i don't think that's ever going to go away with any sports game so you just have to kind of accept that if you're going to play it but i've been having a ton of fun what do you think so i i really do like all the changes they've made uh mm-hmm. like gameplay wise they changed up the shooting meter which i liked stamina now plays a huge part in how you shoot the ball uh you know it's not just James Harden can still like pull up from anywhere and like drain a three. But if his stamina is low when he's shooting, it ends up affecting him a little bit and can make it so he doesn't like drain every single shot. So I do like what they did with that. Um, Like the gameplay wise, it's changed and all the things that they're doing are fresh. Like uh, my like right now, my best friend is pick and roll. Like you, Mm -hmm. you do a lot of the pick and roll and you adjust very well to the game. With. Like you've been playing a lot of my player. I've been yeah. playing more of the like uh, team, like GM be the coach mode kind of thing. And I like it. The only issue I have is that it's just bogged down in menus, 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 and more menus. Yep. Uh, like I really wish like they kind of, they show you like stuff that the computer can do automatically, which I wish I knew what everything did, but I don't. So, um, I kind of went for this minimal approach saying, oh, how bad could it be? And it's like, there's a lot of menus because I can't even find how to like get my young prospects who are like the, you know, the second or third, like in the rotation mm-hmm. of players, how to get them to be better or what to tell them to practice on that kind of thing. I can't even figure that out because there's so many menus. So I do wish they did a better job of 
kind of explaining to you, okay, like this is where you can do this, or if you want to do this, this is how you do it, or how to take elements out of the game that I don't want to manage. Cause there are about like 90% of the menu. I don't want to deal with because I yeah. don't know anything about it. So that's really the main gripe I'd have, but um, I know FIFA's coming out later in October, and we also have NHL coming out, which apparently, according to people playing the demo and the play th- and play testing NHL, it's very different this year, and it's a- and apparently a lot of people are very positive about it. But uh, based off everything we know, NBA 2K22 is still the king of sports games for me. Uh, it's the yeah. one I most enjoy. And it's the one that I feel is the most polished and just looks look. It looks fantastic. I I don't say about this a lot, and I might have said it last year about NBA, but like this year, there was a shot of like a player sitting on the bench, and I'm like that. that he looks almost real. Like if if somebody who wasn't playing a video game or didn't know video games looked at that, I, I could have swore they might not have been able to tell the difference. So yeah. it's. You know, the, they continue to do a really good job. And the presentation, as always, has been there, where in Madden and other games, the presentation is really, really poor. So uh, NBA just, they have their sweet spot and they know what they're doing. Yeah. NBA always sits on top for me for best sports game. Madden is just Madden. But since I fell down the uh, the football or soccer hole here, um, yeah. there's a chance that FIFA could sneak up there this year for me. We'll see. See, what'll be nice about for like you, like, you know, you've suddenly become a Sunderland fan. Yeah. What'll be nice is to be a coach and take that team up through like the championship league one, get it to Premier League and somehow win the Premier League. Right. So that'll be a fun little challenge for you. Uh, I did that with MLS a lot of the time. Okay. So there's there's definitely a lot of like questions around FIFA. I just don't know whether or not. it's changed enough for me in order to in order to say it's going to be good or not. Yeah, true. That comes out um, October, so we'll have to wait. Yeah, that's a couple weeks away or whatever, so real close. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about, let me get the Call of Duty beta out of the way here. Um, mm-hmm. So we got, I played the alpha a couple weeks ago. Now we're on to the beta, which was open to everybody. I think it ends, I mean, we're recording on Tuesday. It ends tonight. Um, so by the time this is up, it's already going to be over. But this was what I was waiting for. This was the multiplayer deathmatch, kill confirmed, all that stuff was in there to play. Um, and you could gain your levels and unlock creative class, the normal stuff for Call of Duty. Um, yeah. So far, I mean, I played probably maybe like 10 to 15 matches just to get a feel for it. I do think it feels better than Cold War, um, which is a plus. The guns feel a lot better. It is slow, but you and I had talked about it maybe a uh, product of us playing so much Apex where any Call of Duty just kind of feels slow. Um, yeah. But there is a ton of technical problems, and it is a beta, so I don't want to hold it against it. But, like, constant, like, uh, textures popping in and out, um, the, the beta itself crashing, uh, it's just been, like, nonstop. Um, so hopefully that gets ironed out. I'm still excited for the single-player um, I wasn't like a hundred percent sold. Like I'm going to play so much of this multiplayer when it comes out, but I think I will end up playing more than I did with cold war, which with cold war, I just prestige once. And then I was like, I'm done. So hopefully this will get me back into call of duty again. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to the multiplayer as well. Like world mm-hmm. of wars multiplayer was fun. Um, and anything to just not play Warzone, please. I just, I just don't want. I, I would so much rather play multiplayer of Cold War at this point. Yeah. Um, but you know, everybody wants the thrill of you know winner winner chicken dinner, and that's why people play Warzone. So. True. We'll just have to wait. We'll have to wait and see how the multiplayer turns out. But I'm glad that it seems to be okay in your eyes, and hopefully they yeah. clean up the technical issues. I'm as, sure they will. Long- it's still somewhat early, so they have time. Yeah, as long as there's the one like M1 Grenade sound on that last bullet, like that that ching that everybody like knows. Then yep. Yeah, the, I'll play. I'll play multiplayer. <laughs> so then with me, really, the only game I played this week was Tales of Arise. And everybody knows I was really excited for this game. And I and so far it's lived up to my expectations. It seems like them taking a break and putting all their time into like refreshing the Tales series has really worked out. 
uh, Tales of Arise so far um, has been a little bit confusing, uh, I will say, just because, one, you don't really need to play any of the other Tales games to get this one. Two, it's more or less trying to figure out, okay, this is how to get, like, this person's, like, move to activate and do and combo my moves into bigger moves and that kind of thing. So there's kind of this like weird, um, almost like Mortal Kombat style kind of thing where, you know, you have moves and you have to you want to combo them to get higher damage counters because that helps your friends act or your teammates activate their abilities. So there's this kind of experimentation where you're doing moves activating one of your arts which is your abilities and then continuing your combo to make it uh to make it to the high damage stuff so that's it, it's a neat little thing but it can definitely be a little bit overwhelming and with tales with, with tales of uh, of arise it can be a little bit overwhelming with everything you're trying to learn that's new i got through the prologue areas what i'm going to say because you kind of face this one boss and then the title card comes up and it plays the anime theme what Tales of, <laughs> of course and the grand scale of everything is actually really impressive um you know craig talked about it last week during the entire prologue you're pretty much just iron mask and then you kind of get clues into as to the character yours yours playing name is and there's like little hints about there's a greater story here but uh overall like the character design's awesome like I have the collector's edition, so I got the statue. The statue looks really nice, too. Um, Tales of Arise has been kind of blowing me away, and I really do think that, like, this... The last JRPG I really got into was, like, Persona 5, and I really do think that Tales of Arise is now going to take that place this year, and, you know, it's going to be the game that I spent 90-plus hours in or something like that. Um, It just sucks that it came now, because now it's like, well, I want to continue playing Horizon. Because I'm now yep. farther in Horizon than I've ever been. So it's, it's the balancing the, act. That, that the I the responsible, the responsible answer is to finish Horizon first. It is, yes, but I, I, I like my shiny <laughs> new game. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you go head first into Tales, you will not go back to Horizon. There's no way you're going to be a 200 hours into Tales, and and then you'll forget how to play Horizon again. Yeah, and then by that time it'll be January. <laughs> Yep. And, then I'm gonna be, and, then, and then it's all done from there. Yep. I'm I'm still going to try. I'm going to try to balance it out. You know, uh, it's it's been busy with games. So I'm just trying I'm just trying to find a way to balance them. Like I haven't even turned on my switch in weeks uh, <laughs> because there's so many games coming out right now. So, you know, it's a good thing, but it's also the the, the curse of being somebody who just loves all video games almost. So you know, I'm buying a lot of them and I play a lot of them. Yeah. Is it a? I guess it is a curse. It's a. It's a it cross is. we bear, right? Yes. Yes. It is the heavy burden we bear as gamers. <laughs> that. Yep. That like like just universally a lot of stuff. Like it would be one thing if we only played Call of Duty every year. Like it'd be. Yep. One thing if we only played sports games, but we play all of the games in a lot of ways. And between us, like there's just so many games that look cool and are interesting and experiences that we want to try, that we just have to try it and. That's what we end up playing through. So it's it, it is the it is the curse we bear. But Tales of Arise does deserve all the praise it's getting. I think it's a really good game. And I'm just I'm con- I am excited to continue the journey I'm currently on and learn more about the world and its story, because the the story itself, while kind of cheesy, is pretty good so far. And the combat, while I said, can be overwhelming and confusing. Uh, is also a lot of fun. I just love the experimentation part of things where, you know, you're definitely rewarded for stringing your combos and finding all of these moves to get a really high damage counter. Play cool. it. Yeah. I still want to play it, but I have decided to wait a little bit, I think. <laughs> I think it's smart. Yeah, it, you, it's probably the smarter thing to do. But like also like you can't find this game. I haven't seen it yeah. in stores, really. Uh, yeah, so, you'd have to like, buy it digitally just, or something. Yeah, or or just like hope that I don't know. GameStop has it. I don't even know if GameStop has it or not. Like it, it's it's weird. Like not only was my collector's edition delayed, it seems like it's kind of also hard to get a copy mm-hmm. of this game right now. So hopefully they fix their shipping issues and. 
uh, everybody can get to play the game. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll knock out these other three because I don't have a whole lot to say about them. Um, Origami 2. Uh, I did start that. I played a couple hours of it. Um, just, you know, pretty straightforward stealth ninja type game. Um, I think it handles pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. You just go out on different quests and try to find things. And then you're building up a like a city. Um, so you're going out and collecting materials and coming back and using it to build up your city. Uh, graphics wise, it's very lackluster. Um, it looks like a last gen like almost like a maybe even like an early ps3 or 360 game to me um okay. so i'm not sure why like i'm not impressed with the graphics at all controls are fine um i just don't think it's anything like special i don't know if it's something i'll finish i enjoy like stealth type games like this so that's really the only thing going for me right now the story is it's all right but it's not like keeping me you know entertained so I'm sure I'll probably tire out of it before I get the whole way through it. I'm not sure how long it is, but it, I can't imagine it's like super, super long. Um, but also that's your game, so I shouldn't even be talking about it, right? <laughs> yeah, it should be, but I also didn't get to play it. Uh, like yeah. The one thing I do want to ask you is with Origami 2, like the reason I was originally excited for it was because it kind of reminded me of stealth Assassin's Creed games, like older ones. Yeah. Do you get that feeling from it at least? Like, does it feel um, like, you know, not really. Assassin's Creed? Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so like, it's so basic, right? It You have that kind of not top down, but like maybe three quarters top down view. Um, and you have your, you know, your B button is your dash, um, your roll. And then like you crouch and when you crouch, you get an outline around you to let you know that you're not visible. Um, you can whistle to bring people over to you. You have a shadow jump that'll like teleport you up to higher locations, but that's really about it. And then you start learning more moves. So maybe if I get more of the moves, it'll seem more open. But like right now, it's just very, very linear. Um, but there is a heavy emphasis on like, hey, you do this quest, you're going to get this special move. Um, like the first quest is you get the ability to whistle and bring a guard over to you. Um, yeah. And you can decide whether to knock them out or kill them. And that affects your rank at the end of the, the level, the quest there, whether you're a pacifist or just murdering everybody. Um, but when you do get spotted and you're just trying to like parry and fight them, it doesn't handle very well. It's very clunky. So it's something you definitely want to stay away from. You want to try and get through the whole level without ever being spotted. Uh, but it, it's passable. I don't think it's like a horrible game. I just don't think it's anything that special. Okay. All right. Uh, and then, yeah, I am fished real quick. Uh, there was a ton of games that dropped on Game Pass, so I just downloaded all of them. Um, physics based game where you are a fish um, in a water bowl and you're literally like rolling each level from like start to finish wherever you want to go. Like the first uh, mission or level, you're escaping from the pet shop down to the sea. Um, very interesting. Kind of reminds me of like Finding Nemo, right? When they uh, all try yeah, to get to the like sea it. in their bags. It's exactly like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I've been having fun with it. It reminds me of um, when I was a kid on Nintendo, there was Marble Madness. Um, it reminds me of that, where you're just like rolling along and trying to get past obstacles and not fall and break your bowl. Um, it's been yeah. fun. I don't know if it's something I would pay for, but it's on Game Pass. So I was having a good time with it. And then uh, the last one was The Rustler. Um, which if you haven't heard of that one is it's like an old school GTA top down view like GTA one and two way back when. Um, mm -hmm. But it's medieval times. And my God, does this game try too hard? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not great. And the writing's awful. Um, they're just trying to be too cool, I think, for me. Um, you know, they do like if you steal a horse and you're riding away and then the, the cops are, you know, the knights are coming and their horses are flashing red and blue, like a cop car. Um, and like the intro is, I can't even like, you have to look the intro video up on YouTube. It's live action. And it looks like the developers went to a, a Renaissance fair and recorded this thing. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my God. It's awful. Um, and then they have like somebody like rapping the theme song over it. And it's just not great. 
Um, okay. I was ex- I was excited for the concept of it because like I like the old GTA games, but they are just trying way way too hard, and it doesn't run well either. So it's a definite pass for me. But look up the okay. intro movie. Everybody, look up the intro movie and just watch that because it's hilariously bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll have to. Fi- yep. I feel like the intro video is it, like you remember the game you showed me that was like the Airbnb game. Yes, uh, yes, like that thing. I feel like you're hyping that up to kind of be just like that. I don't know if it's on that level. It's not quite okay. on that level, but it's still pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the games we played this week. And now we have some movies, which yeah. for me, I finished watching clickbait and okay. also got to see Black Widow. How about Sweet. yourself, Craig? Uh, I knocked out a lot on vacation. So I watched Kate Malignant Escape Room. And now that I've seen it in theaters, I can say that they make an emphasis on saying it's pronounced Shang-Chi. So I did watch Shang-Chi. I want to make sure I say that right so they don't get mad at me. Shang-Chi. <laughs> yep. And I'm I'm actually pretty sure Kenna is Kena. I'm pretty sure yeah, now that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Kena. OK, uh, so I am sorry to everybody uh, that I pr- am pronouncing it. Kenna, it's Kena. It's Kena. It's Kena. I've been saying Kena, but... too. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, it, to be fair, I only learned it like this morning at like 6 a.m. apparently. So okay. uh, that's that's why I forgot. Uh, so for movies, I'll talk about Black Widow first sure. because this is an older movie and I only got to see it because it came out on DVD. Um, overall, I was really impressed with the Black Widow movie. We finally get like a lead feminine character for or like solo movie for her. And Scarlett Johansson does a really good job. The movie's entertaining. It is. It's not just like with Captain Marvel where it's, you know, discovering who she is and that kind of thing. Like we know who Black Widow is. So it's kind of nice that we get our we get to fill in this spot between it because this takes place right after Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Yeah, uh, Avengers 2. So there, you know. We need to find out what's going on with Black Widow. So she's hiding and, you know, eventually meets up with her family and everything. It. It overall is just it's kind of like this. It's different from other um, superhero movies because Black Widow in a yeah, Black Widow in a way isn't this superpower. Um, She's just a highly trained Russian killed assassin from the from the Widow Project. So uh, it kind of makes me feel and some of this was like a a James Bond type thing where it's kind of like a spy uh, action movie and definitely heavy emphasis on the spot on the uh, action part because there isn't a lot of spying around here yeah. but um overall i really liked it i did find taskmaster to be a little bit of a lamer villain than most of them like you know it is hard to you know come across you know thanos was a fantastic villain in in the movies and there are other really good like marvel villains taskmaster does tend to be the weakest and you know you mentioned it to me off the podcast but Taskmaster has a lot of potential, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird to see that they at the end of this movie, the Taskmaster, I guess, is kind of figured out and solved. I just hope they bring Taskmaster back in a different way, I guess, and not just get rid of it, because this this one like villain um, is very interesting and can pose a lot of threats to the Avengers or the Marvel cast. So I'm just hoping that they don't just scrap Taskmaster away because he's he's a fun character. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the movie. Um, I thought it was done well. I thought it was well-deserved that Black Widow got her own movie. Um, her sister does kind of, in my opinion, like she steals the scene she's in. The whole family's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I think her and her sister's dynamic is very cool. Her father is very cool as well. It's just a good action movie um that's just kind of a departure because we're so used to the grand spectacle of infinity war and Endgame, and now we're getting back to like what we were used to in superhero movies i think it did a very good job i was thoroughly yeah, I impressed think so too. Yeah. yeah um let's see what should i go with uh we'll, we'll get kate uh kate is on netflix um i don't remember i could look her up uh, the actress, but she did play Ramona Flowers in uh, Scott Pilgrim way back in the day. Um, she is a just like Black Widow. She's a trained assassin from when she was a child. Um, and it goes with, you know, she's trying to complete this job and take out this whole um, Japanese, uh, you know, what uh, Yakuza clan. Um, and she ends up getting poisoned and she only has 24 hours to live. So she's on this thing to 
find out who poisoned her and all this other stuff. She ends up with a kid in there um, and kind of helps her along. But I thought this was a pretty entertaining movie. It's just a straightforward, extremely bloody, extremely violent action movie that Netflix is. I, I don't know if they're getting known for, but they're certainly putting out a lot of them right now. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's not going to like blow anybody's mind, but the choreography and the fight scenes are fantastic. Um, I thought the story was good and it's very funny at points. So it's a very good, like if you're looking for an action movie to watch on like a weekend or something, which I always am, this is a very, very good option. Um, something I probably would have been fine paying for in, in theaters or something like that. Cool. Yeah. And then I know you did watch a couple more. So uh, yeah. if you want to do Malignant and then I'll go. Yeah. To Malignant um, on HBO Max or in theaters. Uh, I watched it on HBO Max at home. Um, James Wan, the person who did the Conjuring horror movies. This is his next horror movie. Not what I expected at all. I was expecting a, you know, more his style, which is like very creepy vibe. Um, that's not really what you're getting with this. This is a over the top, like almost like an 80s cheesy horror movie um that has to do with you know it's called malignant but there's like this force that's killing people and they don't know what it is i do not want to give away like what it is because it's so important to the movie and when you get to that point in the movie if you watch this you're literally going to be like what in the world it just comes out of nowhere um and okay. i thought it was very very cool um just something different in the horror movie genre not what i expected at all and it's not how they advertised it at all um, so don't go in expecting if you watch the trailer, that's what you're going to get, because it's, it is not that at all. Very, very entertaining. Cannot recommend it enough. OK, cool. I was about to say, uh, yeah. Craig Squared was more like 50 50 on it in a way. Oh, was he? It sounds like he really enjoyed it. Yeah. OK. So, uh, I'll have to look at reviews myself. I'm not going to watch it. You guys know I'm not a horror <laughs> movie guy, but maybe I need to get you to yeah. the room and, and yeah, we'll have to hash it out, out there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I finished clickbait for me and okay. overall impressions of clickbait. And I get, I'm not going to go into spoilers here just because I know a lot of people are still wanting to watch it. So I don't want to spoil it for them. But uh, with the, with the show continues to do, even after like the two or three episodes I had left as it continues to kind of pull on the string and unravel it, um, you know, makes sure, you, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying not to think about it and not spoil it in a way. <laughs> yeah, but I have it on my even, list. I haven't watched it yet. But each and every end of the episode kind of explains to you, OK, like, oh, wait, there's this new twist. Here's a deep dive into the next person, and the next person. What I will say is I thought I had the I thought I had it figured out. I thought I I thought I figured out who was the bad person in clickbait. And turns out I was wrong. And I guess really my bad part is I'm salty that it wasn't who I thought it was. Um, <laughs> okay. Every everything in the movie kind of leads up to it being this or in the show to be this one person. And then there's this last twist that makes it this person. And it's kind of like, oh, OK, like that. Eh, you know, like I. The, the finale had like had this chance to be like something I think really memorable. And then they kind of comp, they kind of cheaped it out by doing something else here. Um, you should still watch it because it's still entertaining. The finale is entertaining to, to go through. And I think some people will get more out of the ending that they chose to do instead of the ending I put together in my head. So maybe when Craig watches it, we'll kind of go over the ending and hash out what, what we think is better. But overall, like clickbait, it's fun. I did enjoy it. And I just wish that, you know, uh, the killer, I thought who it should have been was the killer. That's that's what I wish. <laughs> so they they switched it on you, but you weren't a fan of what they switched it to. Exactly. It's not so okay. much that I'm salty because it's still entertaining. It's still fun right. to watch and it's still fun to unravel. But um. Like each each of these characters kind of acts suspicious in their own way. Like in a lot of ways, it has you believing really anybody could have done it. Um, but it, uh, but yeah, it makes this kind of last turn, and it's just kind of like, well, that eh, that's kind of a comp out. So that's okay. That's why. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely still gonna watch it, but I guess I'll uh, lower my expectations a little bit. 
Yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, escape room colon tournament of champions. Uh, there's just a ton of horror movies right now, huh? Um, escape room. Wait, the, it is that time. It is. Yeah, that time. I guess it is. It's October's coming up. Um, there, the first movie, which was just called escape room. I really, really enjoyed took, um, it kind of reminds me of like early saw movies, just taking the escape room concept, but they kill you if you don't figure out how to get out of the rooms. This is, yeah. you know, a sequel. Um, the end of the first one led into that they were going to be doing more. Um, and then this one came out and I totally forgot it was coming out until I saw it. I had a lot of fun with this one. I enjoyed the first one. I really enjoyed the second one. More of the same. I think the the rooms that they do just get more and more creative. And that's what I really appreciate because, you know, that first time you're watching both of these movies, you're sitting there yourself like f- trying to figure it out, right? And that's like where all the fun is to me is like, I want to figure it out before they tell me before the characters figure it out. And it doesn't happen very often. Um, but the very first one in this movie, I was like, the answer's right there. You guys are being stupid. Uh, but yeah. every other, every other room I did not figure out until they did. But uh, it just, yeah, brought back my love of watching the first like two Saw movies. So I had a, a blast with this one as well. They are do leave it open that there will be another one. Surprise, surprise, because that's what they do. Uh, But not your typical horror movie. So like, even though you're not a fan of horror movies, you may enjoy them just because they're something different. I enjoy that, like thinking process of trying to figure stuff out. So it may be something that you'd be down for. Yeah, maybe. Anything else for you? The last one? Oh, that was it. I thought you would watch the fourth movie. I guess that was my I did. Shang-Chi. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Shang-Chi. That's right. No. uh, Yeah, I. I need to watch Shang-Chi, but I haven't been able to get to the movies as of late. So I don't. I will... Yeah, I won't spoil anything whatsoever. Thank you. You haven't seen yeah. it. And like, I don't you know, I want everybody to go into it and not have anything spoiled. I will say it's the first time I've been back in the movie theater. Um, it's been a long time and it was great being there. There was like four other people in the movie theater besides us. So it was a good time. Um, we're back to. The old style Marvel movies where you get that like movie to introduce and build up the backstory of a character. So again, like we're so used to, we know all the characters. Let's just get right into the action. I had to kind of step back and be like, Oh, right. We have to spend half the movie or three quarters of the movie giving you the, who this character is. But this movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, the writing's fantastic. The ending was great. You know, the after credit scene set up stuff. That's super cool. Uh, I had a blast. I know this is like one of the highest rated audience scores for a Marvel movie. I think it's even higher than Endgame right now. Yeah. Uh, It's just incredible. Incredible movie. It's something completely different. We're going a whole different direction with this next phase. And I am like super, super excited for it. That's literally all I want to say about it until you watch it and we can go like deep into it. Yeah. Like I've been I've been listening and uh, watching reviews as well. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to see that like. This is this is a martial arts combat yes. movie, and they do a lot of good martial arts here. Where in a lot of action, and even like the Marvel movies do this, where it's just like either really heavy CGI or yep. it's shaky cam, where the camera's cutting in and out fifteen different ways for this one dude's punch. Where mm-hmm. in this movie, because it's martial arts based, and all of the actors do a really good job of martial arts, you get this. You have like the one take uh, like type things in these long takes for action scenes, which don't feel as nauseating and also look very good. So I'm I'm super excited. Like I am going to see it by the end of this week. I will probably see it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, like the very first time you get to see Shang-Chi in action is just like incredible because I don't think it was one take, but like it's so like everything they do is just incredible incredible movie so super excited to have him in the marvel universe and to see what they do with him with the avengers and all that so yeah it seems like we're starting to get a bit more grounded before mm-hmm. we get into like the cosmic eternals you know type thing so we this uh, movie I don't, is, I don't need... is not grounded though <laughs> oh okay so I had, I, okay yeah there we go now I yeah, have it idea. is not <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely out there like we're not like Captain America first Avenger grounded, even though that's not really grounded. We're out there. So like just prepare yourself for that. Like we yeah, the the days of like this is your Iron Man, this is his story. Like, no, we're talking about like mythical creatures over here now. So 
Okay. All right. Cool. Yep. That's that. That's a fun thing to know. Now I was mm-hmm. expecting uh, Shang Chi to be a bit more grounded because nope. I just watched Black <laughs> Widow, which is fairly grounded. It is very grounded. Yeah. So you know, so be it. I'm excited to watch it. And with that, that's going to be the end of our movies here and the end of the podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening and supporting us. If you liked it, please make sure to leave us a review on whatever like platform you're using to listen to us on. And if you're interested in getting uh, in getting contact with us, we have an Instagram, Facebook and Twitter page. And with that, you know, expect the movie version to come out because I am going to start doing the well, not movie uh, like the, the Ooh, video version of the podcast <laughs> be coming out again. Uh, We're making a movie. Back. Let's go. That would be fun. <laughs> movie yeah. type podcast where it's just <laughs> our heads over uh, over shang chi footage i guess <laughs> there we go that would be what it is at this point so uh thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time see you later